We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back to another edition of the Rotowire DFS podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Monday NBA DFS slate. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, Rotowire, and as a featured writer on the DraftKings Playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Josh Hayes FS. The Rotowire DFS podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher, so if you get a chance to rate, review us, please go ahead and do so. Don't forget to share and subscribe, and don't forget to say what's up to my good pal here and my host on another week of fantasy dfs benny ricciardi what's going on my man not much i'm uh actually pretty happy i had a, a really good friday saturday nba dfs um riding the kemba walker train uh somebody who we mentioned last week in the show put up a 70 burger on friday for me so i was pretty happy with that uh had some nice caches in the three ball which was good and then gave a lot of it back yesterday because I was stupid enough to roster Terrence Jones. Well, yeah, you and I both had the same sort of roster issues. I did not roster Terrence Jones because I felt queasy or or uneasy about the Josh Smith situation here overall, but he's sort of um, you know, um gunned his way into some fantasy irrelevance overall so we'll talk about it all this is the only show of the week that we do same day analysis there so we have prices yay normally as you know for all you faithful listeners uh we we uh uh, throw this show in the mix there for you guys to get your head start on your dfs research 36 hours in advance but since it's monday morning and we're gonna bang out a monday and tuesday show here back to back we'll keep them separate obviously but they'll all show up in your uh, podcast feed that you can subscribe to we can talk exactly about dollar for dollar who you should be playing here in the matchup. And we got a nice slate here on Monday here, Benny. Uh, nine teams, I'm, I'm sorry, 18 teams, nine games in action. And we've got the, the monster game, San Antonio Golden State Warriors there overall, which which actually does not have the top total on the board. It's the fourth highest total. So that's sort of interesting, but it is over 210. So we'll break all that down here. We'll get into all the fancy goodness. A lot of matchups to talk about and take advantage of here. But let's go ahead and start it up top here at the point guard position with your top options here for today. Yeah, I think if you want to pay up today, I think you can pay up for Steph Curry. I do like him in this matchup. It's going to be a high-scoring game against San Antonio. It's going to be a game where he gets full four quarters worth of run, most likely. And the one spot that San Antonio is not very good defensively is actually at the point guard position. So if you wanted to spend up for Steph, I think you can. Although there are other guys on the slate that I want to spend up for, too. But I think that Steph is viable um, in GPPs. I'm going to go back to the Kemba Walker well here. Um, I like him in a high-paced matchup against Sacramento. 
Uh, if Nick Batum is still out, you know, Kemba is the guy. You know, I we talked about it last week. He's the one guy on that team that's capable of upping his production to put up a big number. So he's going to need to put up a big number. His price has come up now. He's 8,600 on DraftKings. But I think he can still get you 45 to 55 fantasy points, which is about what you would need to pay off his price tag. So I do like Kemba and Steph if I'm paying up. There are some guys in the mid-range that I think are really viable too. Um, I like Mike Conley a lot today at 6,200. I think that price is a little bit cheap. Uh, Marcus Gasol's a little bit banged up. And if you remember, the game that Kemba scored 72 happened to be against this Orlando Magic team. So they are having some trouble recently guarding point guards. I think Mike Connolly is a, is a pretty sneaky play. Um, the other guy at that price range would be Drew Holiday. Uh, Holiday's been putting up some good numbers with Eric Gordon out. He's seeing a few more minutes. I don't really get caught up with, is he starting? Is he not starting? I really don't care. Um, what I care about is he producing, and New Orleans is putting up some big numbers lately. They've scored 114, 115, 116 in the last three games. Uh, had a rough game against Memphis where they only scored 100, and then the two games before that they scored 109 and 109. So if you're going to get that kind of, you know, basically about 110 points a game or a little more out of this um, you know, New Orleans Pelicans team, Drew Holiday is going to be a big part of that, especially with no Eric Gordon in there. So 64 on DraftKings is a little bit pricey. Um, you know, it's it's to that point where I'm starting to, to get a little nervous about it. But mm-hmm. he's put up basically 36 fantasy points or more in four of his last five games. Um, and he's done it in only like 23 to 28 minutes. So I think that he's another guy that I can look at. And then if you're looking for cheap options, um, Bino Udra is coming back today. He's only like 4K. So I think he's somebody that might be viable. You can look at as a as a salary saver. Although I don't really love him. I don't love the matchup. I don't think he has a ton of upside. And then um, the other guy too, if you want to stick with that Pelicans team, you know Norris Cole is actually seeing more floor time than Drew Holiday. Mm-hmm. He's more of a of a GPP play for me though, because I don't think he's safe enough to use in cash. But he does have the upside where he can put up a thirty point game as he did two back against Detroit. And again, if they're playing at this tempo and his price is still that cheap, you know, he might be another guy to consider, but he's very, very risky. It would be tournament only for me. All right. Now, next question I want to ask for you. First of all, I'm, I'm, I'm with you uh, on all the calls there. Um, uh, yay or nay on Ray Rondo at 8,500 as, as well as, as, as he's been playing. DeMarcus Cousins has been doing all the damage uh, overall, but, you know, this is another guy who's back to back triple doubles there and, you know, is, and, you know, has hit 5, 5.1, and 5.7 times value there in the last three contests overall and scored 40 fantasy points or more on DraftKings in four straight. So um, super seems like a super safe cash option, there, uh, and you don't have to pay all the way into the John Wall and Steph Curry range. So that's my first question for you, too. And my second mm-hmm. question is, the Kyrie Irving price is now down to 6,600. How much farther down does he have to fall before you jump in on this action here? All right, um, let me take the Rondo question first. Okay. I agree with you for cash. I like Rondo for cash. I yeah. would not use him in a tournament, and I and I also think that his, um, I also think I would be a little bit nervous if Rudy Gay was back as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if Gay is out though, I think Rondo is definitely a viable cash option. He's putting up forty points a game at his price right now. That's good enough for you, and it's solid enough, consistent enough. I mean, forty one, forty two, forty four, forty eight has been his production in the last four games. So. For 8500 I think I'm okay with Rondo and Cash. That's the, the easy question. The harder question is Kyrie Irving. Now, that game could turn into a blowout today. I think they're favored by 14 last time I looked um, over Minnesota. Yeah, I'm not, not buying that, by the way. Uh, you know, I know that, that, that like Vegas has their reasons for it, and I'm not trying to second-guess them. Or actually, I am trying to second-guess them. But when you see, like, let, let's just, like, quickly take a look at the Cavs game logs overall they've really only run like one or two people out of the gym for the most part and they've struggled against teams that they were supposed to like be favored against they've been or they're basically favored against everybody uh overall so maybe I don't know do you buy them and like you know coming back the, like they were supposed to come out gangbusters against uh Ty Lu and I think the fact that Ty Lu is trying to change things up and mix things up for them has, has sort of uh made it tougher over there i mean so that like you you take a look at overall they were supposed to run the nets out of gym but you you probably got 30 minutes out of everybody you played against the nets overall i mean they lose to the spurs they beat the rockets but everybody plays their minutes there overall the, the, the last time they actually ran somebody out of the gym was the timberwolves in their 
in the Timberwolves' house, which I think you you normally don't see a team do that in back to back games uh, mm-hmm. to a team like that. And then you know the the Raptors they handled uh, pretty well too uh, there as well. But you know in, in the last week or so, the, n- no blowouts uh, in the last seven seven plus games. So you, are you buying? The, the narrative that they you know they do the same thing back to back or are you worried about what's happening with the coaching? Well, I think there's a couple things at play here. If you look at the Cleveland game logs for the last couple of weeks, one thing that I noticed right away is that they're playing games with low totals, uh-huh. and it's a lot tougher to blow out teams when neither team is getting to a hundred. You know, like when you're Golden State and you're scoring 125 or 128 points like they've been doing over their last couple games. You get to that blowout level because if you hold the other team to 100, which, again, if you score 100 points in a game as an NBA team, you're usually pretty happy. But if you have a high-scoring team that's putting up 130 on the other side against you, you got blown out by 30. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas the Cavs are playing a lot of games. Like, you take a look at their games in the last week, 99-95, 91-77. You know, Golden State blew them out 132-98, but obviously it's Golden State. We can excuse that with any team. I don't care because they're just that good. Um, You know, two of the three losses they've had in the last week or in the last two weeks have been to the Spurs and Golden State. Again, two teams that you and I always talk about. If you're going to give somebody a free pass, those are two teams that you give somebody a free pass for not doing well against. You know, again, they didn't blow... Brooklyn out of the gym per se, but they won that game 91 to 78. You know what I mean? That It's not like Brooklyn was really in that game. You know what I mean? It, it was a 13-point victory that just happened to be low scoring. If they played it at a higher pace, it would have been like 110 to 89, and, you, and it would have looked a little bit worse. But because Cleveland is so good defensively and plays at a little bit of a slower pace than some of the other teams, you know, a 15-point win is, a, is pretty much a blowout for Cleveland. As opposed to like a high-paced team like Golden State where a 30-point win is when you're like, oh, they blew them out. So I still think they're doing all right. That last game against Chicago, which I think was the first game for Tyron Lue as a head coach. It was, yeah. You know, they lost by 13. I don't have an excuse for that. I don't know what happened. I don't know what's wrong. But to get back to what we originally had talked about, you know, is whether or not Kyrie Irving's a guy that's viable or at what price is he viable. You know, he played 31 minutes in that game. Put up 11 points, 3 assists, 3 rebounds, 2 steals, and a block. Took 16 shots. The game before that took 18 shots, only put up 21 points. So I don't think he's completely healthy because when he is completely healthy and he's playing well, mm-hmm. you know, he'll put up 25 to 30 fantasy points taking 16 to 20 shots like he you know, had done in years past and like he had done earlier this year when he looked a little bit better. So I don't know if it's so much at what price is he viable. I'm just looking for a little bit of a better matchup. Like I do think that I do think that they handle Minnesota pretty well here today. I don't think this is going to be that close of a game, and I also don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. So, I think if you get Kyrie Irving in a game that, you know, has a low spread and a higher total at 65, 6600, I think he's a viable guy that you can consider even though he hasn't really been putting up huge fantasy numbers lately. You know, if you look at the Houston game, which was a little bit of a higher pace, you look at the Clippers game, which was a higher pace, you know, those are games that finished, you know, the Clippers game was 115-102. He put up 32 fantasy points in 28 minutes. So I don't think it's so much that he can that he can't do it, as is you just got to kind of pick and choose your spots right now with him, and I'm not sure if this is one of those spots. All right, I think that's fair. Uh, you, you, you successfully sold me um, on, that, on that situation overall. So... Um, uh, the way I, I want to sort of approach this here uh, as well is I, I really am struggling here with in terms of like guys who are are, are fairly cash safe um, at, at the point guard position because Steph Curry um, I love him and I think he'll he'll perform fine and you you do, you do want to target like the Spurs but they they play at such a like um, slow it down pace uh, overall and their point guard defense will, will say what you want about um, you know Tony Parker their fourth in the league in terms of DVP at the point guard position. So it just seems like a not a not a time that you want to pay up. Then John Wall, we talked about the the the, the defense for Boston and how they sort of play great team ball uh, against them and you know and you, you take a look at the uh, the DVP. They're first. I don't don't tell me how Isaiah Thomas is doing it, but I guess he's doing like we said doing a good job of filtering um, his his man to the team defense overall cuz they're first overall in the league. Then the best spot I think you can get into is Rajon Rondo and then for, to to a lesser extent uh, Kemba Walker 
And then you, you have Reggie Jackson against Utah, too. That's another slow-paced team with Rudy Gobert back in the lineup there overall, which is – you see why I'm why I'm trying to maybe make a case mm-hmm. for somebody like Kyrie Irving um, in, in this spot because the top cash options are all questionable for the most yeah, part. Yeah, well, Mike – I mean, like I said at the beginning, Mike, that's kind of part of the reason why I love Mike Conley today. Yeah. I think yeah. that – Conley, you know, to me, is like a top three option uh, yeah. despite the fact that he's – you know, um, you know, didn't even score in double digits in the last game, but you know, but at his current price tag, you're you're right, sixty three hundred. Um, if he got into like, like ten points and 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 eight rebounds or something like that, he probably would have hit five times value in that spot. Yeah, and it, and he gets you a couple steals. He'll get you a couple rebounds. Mm-hmm. He gets you the assists. Like he pretty much produces across the board. And the other thing is, you know, Marcus All is definitely not a hundred percent right now. He almost missed a game on Saturday. He wound up playing threw up like an absolute stinker. I think he had like 20 fantasy points or something like that, like well below what his, what his average is. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason why he had been playing so well is they were running more of the offense through him, especially when Chalmers was the point guard and, you know, we didn't have Connolly in there. So now that Connolly's back and Gasol is banged up, I think you're going to see Connolly take more of a lead role here. So, you know, that that's my thinking or at least the way I'm looking at it. And again, like I said, Orlando's been struggling to guard point guards lately. You know, Kemba Walker just absolutely lit him up for 72 points on, uh, you know, Friday night. So I don't expect 70 points out of Conley here, but I think you can get 30 to 35 pretty easily at 6,200, which is great value for him at, uh, on DraftKings. All right. Um, fair enough. Let's go ahead and move on to some um, to a, a position here that's a lo- much more deeper. Uh, overall, and that is the shooting guard position here, Benny. We have got James Harden and Tyreek Evans, the aforementioned Evans there, uh, up up top, uh, Jimmy Butler, Dwayne Wade. How are you shaking out the shooting guard position for today? Do you really think it's a lot deeper? Because to me, I think you almost have to pay up for Harden at shooting guard today. I like some uh, a few different options here uh, overall there. I think uh, if you take a look at what uh, Victor Oladipo against Memphis is normally uh, a little bit sketchy here, but he came off um, like gangbusters. Here and and then in the past two games, twenty seven and six and six against Toronto, which is supposed to be a pretty pretty good uh, defensive combo. I mean, he he was essentially facing Kyle Lowry defense. There he is, a new mm-hmm. point guard, and they're second uh, in in terms of the NBA in DVP, and he crushes them. And then he comes back there um, in the next game uh, against Charlotte, who's been a pretty who's been I think. Um, uh, holding their own overall, oh, I believe overall, you know, Nicholas Batum was not on this, so he may have been able to take advantage of. I mean, he's got Kemba Walker that he's matched up against there, but it goes for twenty nine five and four. So I think he's just sort of like drop the bomb on here. This is twenty points scored here in in four out of five for Oladipo, which is ma- mainly why I'm thinking about rolling him, uh, even though it is on the road against Memphis. Uh, so I want to give some consideration. Then you've got Butler against the banged up Miami uh, team overall. Um, you know, uh, Tyreek Evans for a good for say what you want about him. This is a top priced uh, game, and Houston's playing a back to back matchup on the road. Uh, so you know, if you feel like uh, like this is a spot to sort of take advantage of the advantage of the discount price tag on Tyreek Evans, and then Harden obviously is the top play to me at, at shooting guard. And then we haven't even mentioned Avery Bradley. They're doing you know weird things like playing Garrett Temple at the shooting guard position, and Bradley has been like a a, a guy who's fairly so- solid overall. And then at least for GPPs, we're gonna get we're probably gonna get another game of Tyler Johnson exposure. He might actually be better off playing behind Bina Udra coming off of the second unit where he's more comfortable. Uh, as well, and then if you feel like uh, you like Bradley Beal, um, you know, coming off the bench here uh, for, for for whatever reason, he's you know he's hitting twenty seven, twenty eight po- points, but you really want him to get into thirty minute range. If he jumps back in there, then maybe he's got a better shot to hit value overall. So I mean, I like it better than the point guard position as well, because there's so many bad defensive matchups at the, at the one uh, for me overall. Maybe it's not the deepest; it's probably definitely not the deepest position of the day. But to me, more options to go with. So out of the guys that I mentioned, or maybe they're not like some of these guys I mentioned. Um, who are you pinpointing here? Yeah, well, let me um, let me play devil's advocate a little bit. All right. Um, you got James Harden going up against New Orleans. New Orleans has been playing, as we talked about, just absolutely breakneck speed. They've been putting up 110, 112, 115 points. Mm-hmm. Without Dwight Howard in the last three games, James Harden is averaging close to 65 fantasy points. Yep. So at $10,100, you're getting over 6x value out of a guy who's an expensive option. Mm-hmm. So to me... Lock, that lock. put yeah that to me that puts him up there on top. Mm-hmm. Now Tyreek Evans, the last couple games he's only been playing like twenty twenty five minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because of injury or or what's going on there, but that kind of scares me a little for a guy that I'd have to pay up for. Um, Jimmy Butler, one ninety total in that game. Yeah, I do like Jimmy Butler. I do think that 
you know, again, Memphis is a team that we try not to go crazy and, and put a lot of guys in our lineups against. So, you know, Butler's expensive, 8400 So I'm a little bit concerned about his upside. For for cash, I don't think he's bad, but his upside I'm not a huge fan of. Um, the other side of that game, you got D. Wade going back home to Chicago. But D. Wade's going to be guarded by Jimmy Butler, so that takes him off the table for me. Clay Thompson against San Antonio Spurs, I don't usually mess with. You know, whether it's going to be Kawhi or Danny Green, they're both solid defenders. Clay's a little bit expensive. You know, not a huge fan there. Oladipo, I can see your argument. But again, 191 total on the road and they're an underdog. So they're not expecting a ton of points out of Orlando. So I wouldn't expect him to be closer to his ceiling than his floor. Um, I do like the Avery Bradley. You know, like basically from Harden, I dropped down to like that $5,600 price range. Guys like Avery Bradley, um, Contavious Caldwell-Pope. J.R. Smith even, you know, I like all three of those guys. And then if you come down a little bit further from there, you know, guys like maybe a Gary Harris or a, or a Kyle Korver, who I'm not too comfortable with, but they're cheap enough where I think they're viable options. So to me, there's such a big drop-off between Harden and then like the Avery Bradley, KCP, J.R. Smith range that I like that I think it's almost like you have to pay up for Harden on a day like this because – if I can get 6x out of a guy at 10k out of a position that I feel is a little bit weak today, I'm going to have him on a lot of my rosters because there are other guys to pay up for, you know, like a Steph Curry or like a DeMarcus Cousins who we'll get into or a LeBron James, but I feel like there's viable cheaper options that I like better at those other positions. So for me, not that I don't like some of those other guys, but I feel like position scarcity at the shooting guard spot for upside today kind of has me pigeonholed into using Harden on a lot of my tournament rosters. All right, I can see that overall. I don't know, it, it makes sense to me. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm with you for the most part. Uh, yeah, uh, for me, I, I think that you – I wanted to get some – to like pay a little bit more attention to a guy like Rodney Hood. Um, but, you know, Detroit has been holding their own on the, on the defensive ends in, two, in terms of uh, uh, shooting guards. Uh, for the most part, though, so maybe uh, not the best spot to get it all. They're a little, slightly above league average in terms of uh, of DVP, so it's just very tough to sort of make a make a case for some of the guys. I think I'm going to draw the line at somebody like like Avery Bradley, uh, who's safe for cash, and you know, and this is I believe like what's second highest total on the board at two twelve and a half. Uh, so I, I feel f- uh, fairly comfortable uh, with him. And then if if you wanted to gamble on a guy. Who's like you know like in the under seven k range there? I'm fine with Andrew Wiggins uh, over on the spot. He hasn't done a ton much else besides score. He has been rebounding at about five rebounds per game clip, and we'll chip in with assists and grab some steals there. Would like him to you know maybe be a little bit more of a shot blocker than he is as a leaper overall. But um, this is a good spot overall. They're gonna have to lean on him in terms of scoring average, and he's got the one spot to take advantage of in terms of J.R. Smith defense. Uh, overall, so if you want to get some exposure to Andrew Wiggins at 6700 I, I think it's a, a smart spot to, to go ahead yeah. and do so. Now, let me ask you a question, because I kind of feel this way, and I have him in a bunch of season-long leagues. Uh-huh. Do you feel like he is one of the more disappointing players this season? Like, I was really expecting him to take a step forward, yeah, well, and I feel like he took a step back. Well, I don't think he's taken a step back. I just don't think that people have gotten what they thought they were going to get, which is more of like a all-around you know, dominating player. People are sort of expecting him to sort of like, um, you know, start touching James Harden type value or be that sort of guy. And he really hasn't. He just hasn't produced the assist numbers that you would really like overall. And he's not shooting the three any better than last year. But the only thing he is doing is taking more shots and scoring more. You've so you've got more scoring volume in him, but yeah, I was gonna say scoring. Yeah, scoring. He's been fine. That's been. I have no problems with the way he's been scoring. But I agree with you. Like. The other stats, I, mm-hmm. I, I, just, I just felt like I was going to get more out of him this year, and so far I've been a little disappointed with that. Yeah, you have not gotten more out of him in terms of aside from the scoring average uh, overall. But the good news about that is, for DFS purposes, he's is a, a starter who who has you know like forty point upside uh, overall. That's per, you know priced under seven k. So in the right spots, you can make a case for him overall. It's going to be a little bit tougher mm-hmm. sledding. I think Cleveland should be pretty motivated here on the road, but I don't really know. What we can, what like what sort of Cleveland team we're going to get um, out of um, out of this group overall because it's not something that um, has really pr- produced top end value um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, overall. So uh, very questionable at best to see what we get. Uh, but I'm fine with the, with you know gambling on Andrew Wiggins because you know that this guy is more than likely going to get the most shots um, out, out of this group. 
All right, um, that's going to wrap it up for the shooting guard position for today. Before we move on to small forward, I want to let you know that uh, we still have a 10-day free trial for you to take advantage of here at rotowire.com. So just go to rotowire.com slash pod. If you love all the information, all the projections, all the lineup information that we use here right on the series show, you can take advantage of it with lineup optimizers for MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, college football, and soccer. Eight different DFS sites to take advantage of. Great information. Yesterday's optimal lineup to use as a cross-checker. You want to see how well you did against the very best lineup out there. For each site, you can do so. We've got defense versus position. All the best projections. Uh, and then we have complete draft kits uh, there as well with the Major League Baseball draft kit just rolling out here pretty soon here uh, also. So don't forget to check it out here. 10-day free trial. Rotowire.com slash pod. Let them know that Josh and Benny sent you. You'll be glad you did it. Small forward. For today's slate is up on the slate here next. Let's go ahead and talk about your top options here for Monday. Yeah, I think you probably like this Cleveland game to stay closer than I do. So I don't really have LeBron up here, but I'm not going to be upset with anybody who puts him in there because I do think he's being a little more aggressive right now. And I think that you could get a 50, 60 point game out of him if it stays close. I actually don't think it's going to stay all that close. And I think this is going to be a game where he gets a little bit of rest. So I'm not actually using him. I do like Kawhi Leonard, though, going up against the Golden State Warriors. Whenever they play a good team, um, especially with Duncan out, you know, Kawhi's the guy that's going to step up for them. $8,000 in his price on DraftKings I think is a little criminally cheap. I think this game is going to have an absolutely ridiculous total. Even with uh, San Antonio playing at a slower pace than Golden State does. You know, I still think that San Antonio is going to score 105, 110 points in this game because everybody else who's played against Golden State has done that as well, too, because they're on a breakneck speed kind of pace in the last couple games. I mean, the Warriors are putting up like a buck 30 right now, which is just silly. Yeah. Um, so I think that Kawhi could have a big game here at 8K. He's my favorite play in this game. My fa- my favorite play from that Golden State-San Antonio game is Kawhi, and he's also my favorite play at small forward today. He's the guy that I would definitely be looking to spend up on, um, especially because we got a lot of guys in that mid to high range that are injured. You know, you got um, Batum, who we're not sure if he's going to play. You got Rudy Gay, we're not sure if he's going to play. You got Otto Porter, we're not sure if he's going to play. So the one guy who I'm looking to spend up on is Kawhi. And then from there, I'm, I'm looking to go down. There's a couple guys that I think are interesting like right around 5K. Uh, you got Matt Barnes, especially if there's no Tony Allen. You know, he's been putting up 25 to 30 fantasy points at only 5,200. I think he's viable. Uh, Trevor Rees has been playing great lately. So if Howard stays out, you know, he's been hitting his jump shots. When he's hitting the three, he could put up some big numbers because he contributes everything across the board. The scoring is usually the one thing that's a little lacking. But lately, he's been scoring too. So if he's going to be scoring and doing all the other little things that he does... Again, another guy at 5,200 I think you got to look at. Um, your boy Aaron Gordon at 4,800, who's been starting at power forward for Orlando. Matchup's not great, but he is cheap enough, and he does have the upside. I mean, he went for 25 fantasy points in the last game, and he was in foul trouble and on a bench like halfway through the first quarter. So you give him a couple extra minutes there, I think he can easily get up to 27 to 30 fantasy points, which is what you would need for him for tournament value at 4,800. Um, Shabazz Muhammad yes. has been playing very well lately. My little concern is that he might see a little bit of LeBron James defense. He will, but I, but um, he, he's going to do enough damage to me, like um on some on the rest of the uh like the defense. Like who do, who are we talking about coming in off the bench for him? Are we? It's like Shumpert, uh, potentially Richard Jefferson. I don't even know. Like, yeah, uh, I'm trying to figure out like who's going to be who would make that rot- rotation. Uh, overall, and you know, just a, a, as a frame of reference, by the way, here in that blowout game against Cleveland at home, he still played 26 minutes and scored 22 points. That's what gives yeah. me some level of confidence. Uh, with uh, uh, well, the other the other thing too is when he's on the floor. Um, a lot of times, I felt like if I, I remember watching that game, I feel like um, Wiggins and LeBron were kind of matched up a little bit in that game. Yeah, which and, makes more sense for, yeah. for for Cleveland to 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 throw him. I wish Cleveland would do that more. I, oh, by the way, and when I see, I know this is veering way way off topic, but I wish what they would do is like the, ne- the the next time they play Golden State, which could be in the finals, is throw LeBron on Curry and see what happens there. That's probably the best way to handle the situation. Which is I'm and I'm a little surprised that David Blatt didn't do that last um, yeah. playoffs. Well, did overall, you see? But. Did you see what Tyron Lue has been saying and kind of how they played a little more last game? He played a little more last game with LeBron at the four. 
Oh, yeah, I, which I think is okay because they're playing Draymond Green at the four, which is the next best potential option overall. But Draymond Green's not the most dangerous guy on that team. Uh, you know, um, Tristan Thompson did did decent uh, overall holding them down. I know they sort of played him um, like at, at the five uh, there overall. But, you know, the best player on the team is the guy that you need to shut down. And you take your best defensive player and put him on on LeBron, you know, on 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 Curry, in my mind. I mean, we saw it sort of reminds me of what when the New York Pistons did to get past the Sixers, you know, and put uh, Tayshawn Prince on Allen Iverson and how much more he struggled with a bigger size guy. I think that's what you need to do against Curry because he wants to to quick shoot from deep and it's going to be much harder to do against a six eight rangy guy like LeBron. But I mean, that's something that's not really related to DFS. I'm gonna, yeah, I was gonna say I know this isn't really DFS talk, but I mean, we're talking basketball here, so you know what I think. One of the things that Cleveland's going to do is. I think that Kevin Love is on the trade block, and I think they're going to try to bring in somebody who can defend um, wing players. So, like, whether it be a three or a two, and I think what you'll wind up seeing is having them having, um, like, Kyrie Irving guard Clay Thompson, mm-hmm. and whoever that player that they bring in when they trade Kevin Love away will be a defensive guy who they can put on Curry with LeBron playing the four and putting him on Draymond. Because I think one of the things they realized the other day when they got blown out is that the way their team is currently constructed, they cannot beat Golden State. Well, I think that I – well, if you heard what some of the things that, that um, Tyron Lue was saying is like he's, his entire focus is sort of to get Kevin Love going. And Kevin Love actually had a pretty decent game despite the fact that they were getting housed uh, by the by the um, Chicago Bulls. The other thing you need to pay attention to um, in that game is they missed every single free throw for the first three quarters of the game there. So they make them like eight out of ten. They're in that game rather than struggling to like keep it under double digits against the Chicago Bulls, which is a, a real big difference. LeBron was the was the key culprit, missing every single free throw he took forever. Uh, and Kevin Love missed some free throws too. So um, th- that's one thing. I th- I think that they if they play it correctly and David Blatt never really figured this out, you can get um, – like Kevin Love into some spots. Remember, this is a guy who won the three-point shooting contest. You just he's just never really gotten comfortable in terms of the shot they've gotten him uh, overall. And now it's a little bit different situation that you have with Kyrie Irving, who you need to sort of you know he's going to get his fair share of shots too. So I don't know. So I would rather see them do something like move some pieces like Anderson Verjao and some auxiliary pieces there as well. Or even if they had to move like a Mozgov, who I know that they you know, went out of their way to go, go and give up a first round pick or, a, but move what you need to move to go get a guy like Joe Johnson, you know, who could be the Ray Allen type that, um, um, what's going on there. You just unwrapping a Hershey bar or something there. No, I was actually just moving stuff around on my desk. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay. I was just like, if it's snack time, just let me know, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go grab a snack myself. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know if I, I would be surprised if they moved him. I don't know how you could sort of get the value back that you would want um and 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 make the team better. I mean Kevin Love is going to be definitely a, a high command demo- commodity, but what you're looking for is to sort of get a Draymond Green piece. There and there's no such thing as that in the league. There's only one, you know. So I think the best they could do is try to figure out some salary moves that they can make to to sign a guy like like Joe Johnson who has an extremely big contract. Uh there there's well, but they need that extra shooter off the bench that you know is competent enough that he can create his own shot, not unlike James Jones who can only stand there and shoot it, you know, and has has all the trouble in the world moving, um, you know, with the ball in his hands in order to get his shot. All right. Um, I think we successfully veered well off the path here at small forward position. Yeah. So I, I think we can say oh, we love Kawhi up top. We love Shabazz at the bottom. And there's a couple of other plays that you could sprinkle in between. I'm, I'm, I actually like Jay Carter attacking um, Otto Porter, who may be out for this game. He's questionable with the hip there as well. So there's the three options in between that we can yeah. sort of cover. And I, I actually have one cheap guy I want to throw in there. If Batum and Jeremy Lamb are out again, I think P.J. Harrison at $3,700, um, especially on DraftKings, is somebody you can take a look at. All right, yeah. Would you limit him to GPPs, or would you trust him? Oh yeah, no, 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 no. He is definitely not getting anywhere near my cash game roster. But all right, but GPPs, yeah, twelve times value with with the, with twenty and ten is juicy uh, yeah. overall. So yes, yeah, so, and you know what? The, the, you can make a case for the cash there. I mean, because like seventeen points is good for five times value according to yeah. the current price tag. So I mean, here's here's my whole thing with cash, and and we've kind of talked about this before. Mm-hmm. You want safety. You know, you want guys that you're you're confident in. And I would rather take a guy who I'd rather put a combination of him and a cheaper guy together who I have more faith in hitting their floor Mm -hmm. than I would in like taking him so I could fit in one of these studs 
and having him go out and put up like six points. Because then even if the stud puts up 70, you get 76 out of the two of them. For that same $14,000, you could have got two guys in the 7K range who are going to give you a 30-point floor with a ceiling that could be 45 to 50. And I think it's just safer to do it that way. So I that's why I say in cash, I wouldn't do it. But if you want to use him to try to fit like Curry and Cousins in a lineup together or Harden and Curry or, you know, any combination of two or three studs, mm-hmm. I think it's more a GPP thing that you do. And I would be perfectly fine with doing it there if Batum and Lamb are out again. All right. Fair enough. All right. So let's go ahead and move forward to the power forward position here. Um, we have DeMarcus Cousins up top. Any chance that you fade him um, for cash or GPPs at this loss? I think the first question we need to answer here. Yeah, well, the, it's not a question of whether or not you want to fade DeMarcus Cousins. I still think he's putting up 50 to 60 fantasy points. The question is, do you want to pay for DeMarcus Cousins? Because he's now up to, I didn't look at him on, on FanDuel today. I didn't put FanDuel lineups yet together. Mm-hmm. But he's $11,000 now on DraftKings. He's the most expensive player out there. Now, the case for him, he's got 11 games in a row with a minimum of like 49 fantasy points. He's gone 6x value, 60-plus fantasy points in, I think, six of those last 11 or something. Uh, He had another game where he went 70 fantasy points. So, yes, he can put that up. The other thing about the case for him is who the hell is Charlotte rolling out there as their big guys right now? That's my thing here is they have no Frank Kaminsky, Spencer Hawes. Um, you know, like if they're going to get eaten for lunch, whoever, who, whoever's out there, uh, overall, I mean, still no Al Jefferson. Now Cody Zeller is one of the, the, you know, the guys who was holding his own for, uh, for some level is, you know, either of any of these guys right now, he's unstoppable. And yet, if you watch that game, they were triple teaming cousins and he was still beating the triple team. He was, if they want, if he wanted to, he could have got 50, um, in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to me, I, I think we're like in can't fade territory. To, to be honest with you, especially given the matchup and the, the injuries. If you told me Al Jefferson was in there, then you know at least you had a guy who could hold down, hold his own in the paint. But single coverage is no coverage right now against Demarcus Cousins right now. So I think you got to have some exposure somewhere. Yeah, I I think short of going to Space Jams and taking one of the Monstars to guard him at this point, <laughs> yeah. I, I think he's viable against anybody. You know, like I said though, my concern is how good of a roster can you build around the guy who you're paying $11,000 for on DraftKings? And it's not that he isn't, like I said, I still think he's going to get those 50, 60 fantasy points. But if he gets you 60 and Harden gets you 60 and you save $1,000 on Harden, you have $1,000 more that you can make a better lineup with. And like I said, the other thing I was looking at before is there are some viable power forward options that are kind of cheap who I think could also get you 6x value. Just like, I mean, Cousins needs 66 fantasy points to get you 6x value. And again, he's done it, but like, let's, look, let's take a look at some of these game logs that he has. Like, if he goes 19 points, 13 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 blocks, that's a monster game. Mm-hmm. And it gives you 47 fantasy points, which at his price right now is 4x. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In order to get 65, 66 fantasy points out of him, you need, like, 36 points, 16 rebounds, 3 or 4 assists, a block and a steal, which, again, is what he just did against the Lakers a couple games ago. But, you know, are are you really excited? I mean, 48 and 13, he put up 24 and 15. Those are monster scores, and they basically just scratched the 6x value for him. So, you know, I don't think that... I'm not going to have any exposure to him. I think that's dumb. But I do think that if you're trying to differentiate a roster to find another way to get to the top in a tournament, I think having somebody other than Cousins there who can get you 6x, which I think there are some viable options to do so. Like, I really love Paul Millsap in this matchup against Denver. He has a questionable tag because he missed the last game because he had to attend the funeral this weekend. He's he's 8,300. Millsap can put up 50 points pretty easily. He's done it a lot of times in the past. If he gets you another 50 points, and again, he's got a questionable tag. He'll be low-owned for tournaments, even though he's definitely playing because he's already back with the team here today. You know, if he puts up 50 points, he gets you the same 6x value that Cousins gets you, and he saves you almost $3,000. So that's the difference between having to use, like, you know, a a guy like, you know, a a $4,000 or $5,000 player 
or having to use a seven or eight thousand dollar like fringe all star kind of player. So there are other ways to do it. I don't think you have to play him, but yeah, I mean, Demarcus Cousins is very likely to be the safest fifty to sixty fantasy points on the day. You know, somebody that I think I'll have in a, in a cash game roster if I can find enough value to put him in there. But I don't think he's a must for GPPs. I think that he'll be very highly owned. And your best path to the top is to try to figure out another way to get there. All right, fair enough. Uh, that makes makes some sense. So let's talk about some of these secondary options. We get Paul Millsap back into the mix here. He's at Denver. I think this is a great spot, especially with Kenneth Fareed, um, you know, who's um, questionable with an abductor strain. Uh, there, uh, overall, we have a uh, sort of a semi-discounted price on LaMarcus Aldridge, who's been making some hay, but he's going to dra- draw uh, the splash cousin, Draymond Green, um, in this matchup. And he actually um, did get some rest there. He had a little bit of some back spasms. Uh, overall, only played 21 minutes against Phoenix, missed the, the game the next day against the Lakers, which they obviously did not need him. Uh, so uh, there's those two pieces to it. But I, and it's a little bit iffy to me if he's lucky. He might not be playing at 100%. And I, on the other side of that, I don't know if I necessarily want Draymond Green uh, overall, although we have recent, uh, received a, like a recent discount in, in terms of the price overall. He was at you know 10.1 as, as early as, Janu- as late as January 5th. And it's all the way down $1,000. Um, um, in the spot and come up with, came up with 22 and 11 against Indiana um, in that game. So uh, there's a couple uh, things to make uh, to, to take note of there overall. I think on the super cheap side, we could pay attention to a guy like Darrell Arthur. I, I, I think it's probably GPP only, but you only need 20 something ish, 23 fantasy points. Probably gets you into the five five uh, X range on him overall, which is not a lot overall, but the, 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 like the the number of like scoring options he gets is very, very sketchy. It's like playing like Bismack Biombo. Uh, so I have some concerns about, uh, that overall. And then another guy who's actually, um, sort of steps his, uh, a game up off, off the bench there, uh, is, uh, Nico Miritich, who came up finally with a, with a good game, hit three trays, 17 and six. So he could be a potential, uh, GPP option uh, in an, in a nice spot against a banged up um, small small forward uh, position there with you know Luol Deng and now being forced to play uh, Justice Winslow. So there's a guy who's been playing alongside Pau Gasol, um, who by the way has been balling, and we can talk about him when we get to the center position. Right, um, you can make a case for some of those guys. Anybody else that you want to sort of touch on before we move on um, from power forward? Yeah, we haven't talked about Anthony Davis yet. Uh, he's got one of the best matchups there is at the power forward spot going up against. Um, the Houston Rockets, especially if they don't have Dwight Howard in here today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, AD hasn't really been giving us the upside that we like, but he's been consistently putting up 50 fantasy points and basically, you know, 48, 49, 47 in, in every game that he's going into lately. And like I said, with a good matchup here and a high total game at 214, which might even be the highest on the board today, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, the spread is pretty close, only five points. Again, we talked about how New Orleans putting up just absolutely sick numbers in their last couple games, 115, 116, 114 fantasy points. Um, I think Davis is a viable guy that you got to consider and definitely a swerve that's somebody that you can look at for $1,000 cheaper than Cousins. I like him more for cash because he's been getting you a safe 50, even though, as you guys know, I won't have him in cash because that's my New Year's resolution. But, you know, I think he is a viable and safe option up there. We didn't talk about Josh Smith on the other side of that game, too, for Houston. I mean, you can love him. You can hate him. The guy's a chucker. But he gets you a couple rebounds, gets you some blocks and steals. He's only $4,000. And they've shown a willingness to give him 20 to 25 minutes lately. So as far as viable cheap options go, I think he's someone to consider. Um, He's probably the only Rockets power forward that I would look at. Not really on Capella or Jones today, even if Howard's out. Um, probably only going to take this count and go down to Josh, Josh Smith if I do anything. And then you also have Marvin Williams with all the you know mess that's going on in the front court for Charlotte. You know he's been the one consistent guy who's been seeing minutes less than five K on his price. Uh, Trey Lyles, who I like more than Trevor Booker, less than five K on his price. You mentioned Darrell Arthur before, and then even David West, who's only four K. The matchup's not all that great, but again he's four K and he's going to see a lot of minutes with Tim Duncan out. So I think there are a lot of other options at the power forward spot, which is why I said as much as I like Cousins, I think there is a, a chance that you can go another way and still get that same, at least per dollar production, if not you know, the same 60 fantasy points that you're going to get out of, out of Cousins. All right, fair enough. Uh, I think you've 
successfully made a case for some of the top options uh, there overall. Yeah, with that being said, Cousins is going to go for 70 tonight and make me look stupid, but I think there's a case to game theory-wise, try to do something other than what everyone else is going to do. We'll, we'll talk about some more off-air because I, I, you know, I'm building together a cash lineup that you and I have sort of been consulting on together, and we can, we have some stuff to hammer out in that spot there. We have some tough decisions that, like a lot of people, are, are going to have. But I, I see your side there as well. I think um, you know, you, you saving a 1000 on Anthony Davis makes a lot of sense, sense especially if D-Wade is out. Paul Millsap, to me, is the steal of this whole thing. Here. Yeah, I, I love Mills. Love absolutely love Millsap. I love the matchup. I love his price. I mm-hmm. love him. I I know you do. We've we, we've heard you mention this on, on on the show. If I was like um like somebody nearby your house, I would like check the back of your shirt to see if you have like Millsap tatted on the back of your shoulder blades. It's on my. It's like. on the back of my neck. It's my neck tat. Millsap. <laughs> okay, okay. I thought it was gonna be more of like a shoulder blade thing, like you know, like a jersey. You know what I mean? And then you could just get his number tattooed below it. And it's like. You know, you, when you play basketball, you take your shirt off, but it's really like you're almost wearing a, a tattoo jersey. Uh, so, what do you, what do you, you have any thoughts about that overall? Something well, if I if I did that, it would be a number thirty, and uh, it would say Curry. To be honest with you, <laughs> okay, fair enough. All right. Um, before we move on to the center position, we have to let all the business owners know there. If you need a website, we've got the best one for you over at Wix.com. So no matter what business you're in, Wix.com has something for you. Used by more than 75 million people worldwide, Wix makes it easy to make your website live today. You need to get the word out about your business, and it all starts with a stunning website. So with hundreds of designer-made customizable templates to choose from, the drag-and-drop editor, there's no coding needed. You don't need to be a programmer or a designer to create something beautiful. You can do it yourself with Wix. Wix.com. Wix.com empowers business owners to create their own professional websites every day. So when you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy. Too busy worrying about your budget. Too busy uh, about scheduling appointments. Too busy to build a website for your own business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy and free. Go to Wix.com to build your own website today. The results will be stunning. All right, let's go ahead and put a bow on the Monday show here with your top options at the center position, Benny. Yeah, now I know there's a couple guys up top that look good and are in good spots and all that, but when you're thinking about roster construction, I mean, we gave you some studs at a lot of the other positions, and a lot of them are guys that I don't think you can get away with not playing altogether. So I know when I started building my DraftKings rosters for tonight, I don't have the money to pay up at center, and I think that there are some very viable options in the the value range that you got to look at because I think this is one of the few spots where you can get great value out of guys that are kind of cheap. So the three guys who I'm actually four guys who I'm going to mention in the value spot, and then we can talk about guys to pay up for. I know, I know you're a fan of Powell and you know, there's a couple other guys that I'm okay with, Mm -hmm. but you got Spencer Hawes at 4,100. You got Willie Cauley Stein at 4,500. You got uh, Nikola Jokic at 4,700. And then you have Jared Selinger at 5,500, who's probably not on anybody's radar but mine. But let me kind of give you the case for each of these guys. Um, Hawes is just so cheap. You know, he's seeing a ton of minutes now that Cody Zeller and Big Al are hurt. I think he can get you 20 to 25 fantasy points, which for $4,000 is 5 to 6x and gives you the money to spend up on the Cousins, the Hardens, the Currys of the world. Um, Willie Cauley-Stein, pretty much in that same boat, 4,500. You know, he's going to play some center, good matchup against that, you know, Charlotte front court. And Willie Cauley-Stein has been seeing a lot of minutes lately, especially if Rudy Gay stays out. You know, when Gay, when Cauley-Stein was out, they went to that small ball lineup, I guess you can call it, where Gay was playing the four and Cousins was playing the five. Mm-hmm. Now that Willie Cauley-Stein is back, he's the five. Cousins is back out to playing his stretch four role that you love him in. Um <laughs> And, and Willie Cauley-Stein's been putting up good numbers. You know, he's putting up 25 to 30 fantasy points, doing it at 4,500. That's 5, 6, 7x that he's been giving you lately. Again, it's a 211 total in this game, so it's pretty high. Charlotte's front court is really weak. So I think you're going to get 5, 6x value out of these guys like Halls and Cauley-Stein. Jokic is a little bit more of a stretch for me. But um, again, seeing a lot of minutes, putting up a lot of points, 205 total in that game. You know, the spread's kind of close going up against Atlanta. Al Horford is a little bit undersized for a center, so I don't think Jokic is the worst guy to look at. And then the guy who I think is a little bit of a riskier play, but I think will be very low-owned and is someone that other people are off, is going to be Jared Selinger. Um, again, Washington, high-paced team, 212 total in that game. 
And Selinger in his last two games has put up 50 and 34 fantasy points, and he's done it in about 30 minutes. So I think he's another guy that we could, at the very least, kind of look at for tournaments. Um, but for cash games, I, I actually have Hawes and Coley Stein in, in as my center and utility for cash games, and it allows you enough savings to fit in two, maybe even three studs, or maybe like two studs and an $8,000 guy as your third stud, you know, like a Kemba or a Millsap, and still build a pretty solid roster around it. So for me, I feel like this is a day where I'm going to be punting the center position. All right, I can see a case for that overall. Um, in case you are not punting the center position, I just want to say one thing. Denver is in a good spot to me. Um, I'm sorry, uh, Orford is in a good spot against Denver. I would have liked it better if Millsap was not playing, but since he's back there, I'd take it down. But 6,900 is super affordable and with a 205 total, and they have no one to hold him uh, overall. They, he plays inside, outside, and he actually hit a three against the Sacramento Kings, which is you know the sort of, sort of the versatility that Horford has. So I like him. Uh, for cheaper and then Pau Gasol if Whiteside does not play uh, I think this is sort of like where he just goes um, total ham sandwich here double double is a lock there and has you know been playing um, at an at at elite level when uh, he made every single shot that he touched uh, against uh, this, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers who have a solid uh, uh, defensive front line they were getting out on him but it just didn't matter if he was able to release it and he can shoot over almost anybody it was going in uh, so overall, and uh, I think it's a, a serious arrow up. This, the total is uh, fairly small, but they have no uh, real like direct replacement that, that makes any sort of sense uh, if they play um, if they do not have Hassan Whiteside uh, up top yeah. in this game. So Mauro Stoudemire and Udonis Haslam. Ooh, exciting. That's not going to work. Yeah, that's exciting. not going to work. Exciting if you're a Paul Gasol owner. Yeah, so um, enjoy if you're able to get Paul Gasol in your lineup and Hassan Whiteside does not play. And that's going to wrap it up for the Rotowire DFS podcast for today. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget to check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Benny is on Twitter at BennyR11. Send all your com- comments, complaints, and questions to him. Talk to him about how many um, DeMarcus Cousins threes he's hit on the season. Uh, you know, he always loves that. You can check me out on Twitter at Josh Hayes FS as well. Send all your comments, complaints, and questions to me. We love getting all that feedback and then being active on social media. We appreciate you listening to the show. And we're coming back here with the Tuesday edition for you to get ready for you. Once your those, uh, Monday lineups lock and you want to get started on your Tuesday action, we'll have it very, uh, right here right now for you. When you subscribe to this show, you can get the very next show as well on the Rotowire DFS podcast. Thanks for listening. Quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13.